So before we begin, we want to uh, again mention this um, Sunday evening at 6 p.m. And uh, go ahead, Lori, share a little bit about it. Exciting. A healing night for all. Six o'clock here. Um, if you can't make it, we'll be streaming live. We're going to have guests, even from Colorado, from Charlotte. Um, of course, Pastor's going to be speaking. I'll give my testimony. It is going to be an awesome night. We expect, because of all that we know about our new covenant, we expect healing. We expect great things on Sunday at 6 o'clock. Woo! <laughs> Here's the difference between Lori and I. I'll be like this giving this announcement. And you heard her. Believe it or not, on a scale of 1 to 10 for Lori being excited, that was number 10. <laughs> 7. 7? Seven? 7. All right. But I'm excited. On Friday when you announce, you'll, be num you'll bring it up to 10. I'll bring it up to 10. <laughs> it's going to be such a great night, you know, and we're going to be promoting it on Facebook. We want you to share. Hit the share button. Let everybody know. Instant message people. Because God will be in the house and and healing is for us. We've been learning that, boy. You're, the teachings, woo! You know what? This is a side note. People are so confused about the issue of healing. Does God heal everybody? Is healing for all? You know? Um, is healing about chastisement? Is healing about um, building of character? Um, is sickness... You know, unto God preparing us because he's taking us home. It, do you know why? Why? And we're going to be talking about it to, starting today. I, we can't. There's no way in the world, 20 minutes, I can do this. Covenant. They have no idea. I had no idea about covenant. About the truthfulness of the covenant that I entered in the day I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. So we're going to be ready. Everyone's going to be ready for Sunday. Well, they listen ready. to these messages, ready. yes. We're going to be ready. <laughs> so, like I said, we're starting number eight in exploring faith. In exploring faith. Faith that is birthed from within. Faith that springs forth from within. Mm -hmm. Faith that comes by hearing and hearing about the Christ. And what about the Christ? When a covenant is made, blood must be shed. The covenant that was forged by his own very blood the blood of Jesus Christ that was spilled before the cross, at the cross. The blood that was spilled was for the sealing of our covenant. Amen. And we're going to keep, you're going to keep hearing about this verse. Psalm 89, verse 34. 89, 34. And that covenant, and my covenant, I will not break nor alter the words that have come forth from my mouth. 
And the next verse, verse 35, once I have sworn by my holiness, I cannot lie. There's only one covenant we're in right now, <laughs> the covenant of grace. Mm -hmm. We are no longer under the covenant of law or the Mosaic covenant of law. We're not under that. See, in Hebrews chapter 10, Jesus says, Lo is written, it's written in the volume of the book, I came to do your will, O God. And in doing the will of the Father and living a completely sinless life and righteous life before the Father, he satisfied the demands of that covenant that he came to replace. See, once he met the demands, fully met them, now he was able to replace it with a new, with our new covenant. There's not to be any mixture now. There's not to be any commingling now, which is prevalent in the church. There is not the understanding of, you see, that covenant was being, be, be, has been replaced. Now, there are other covenants we're going to talk about that haven't been replaced, that are still in operation, okay, under the covenant of grace. And this is why Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, 21, all the promises of God, all the promises of God, the covenant he made with Abraham, the covenant he made with Noah, which is an important covenant, a lot of people don't know the covenant he made with Noah. We're going to talk about that in the, in the importance of covenants. The covenant he made with David also is an important covenant for our day and time. And they're all yes and amen. People don't know the covenant that he made with David. They don't know the covenant he made with Noah, which still stand. The covenant that was replaced was the covenant of law and the Mosaic covenant of law. That was replaced. The covenant of grace. Where all the promises of God in Jesus Christ are yes and amen to his glory. So anyway, that's a little segue. It's going to be good. It's going to get good. It's going to get gooder and gooder. I'm just like kind of like, you know, salt in the oats. Like, you know, how do you make it a horse? Lead the you lead the horse to water, lead the horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Well, yes, you can if you salt the oats. So we're we're salting the oats, hopefully, and you'll drink from the, from the goodness of this covenant. So here it is, you know, with this covenant, we talked about it last week. God God has given us the ability to to make demands. You know, to make demands, we have require we requirements. And those requirements, those needs have already been met. So, but now it's up to us to come before the throne of grace, which is the covenant we're in, met. Come before the covenant of grace, the throne of grace, mm -hmm. where all you get is mercy and all you leave with is grace. That's amazing. That's amazing. See, and then he says, when you come, come boldly. And you set your demands. Your demands... In relationship with the covenant. With the covenant. And we talked about Isaiah chapter 43 verse 26. Accuse me. Let us go to trial. Set forth your case. So that you may be proved right. 
You see, under that covenant that was replaced, you could never be proved right. We had a sin nature. Sin nature. And as long as we had that sin nature, we would always be sinners. That's what made us sinners. So we could not keep that covenant. And so what did God do? He put together a system of sacrifices and offering. The blood of bulls and of goats. So that, by the shedding of blood, okay, there would be a covering in that sacrifice for a year. That would cover us for a year. A year of sinning, because he knew. And we would have to come back again and again and again and again. Because under that covenant, we had sinful natures. We could not meet the righteous demands of God. And we always had a remembrance of who we were, sinners. But now as you read Hebrews chapter 10, here comes Jesus Christ. God's sacrifice and offering. Who by one offering, by one sacrifice... Perfected forever. He perfected forever. Those he sanctified. So that there is no more remembrance of sin. So now we're purged of sinful conscience. Because he took it away. And now, what is the Holy Spirit bringing to our remembrance? That we're righteous. Uh, yeah. The new covenant. That we're holy. We've been glorified. Yeah. That we have a new law. <clears throat> and sins and iniquities, he remembers, he remembers no, no more. more. Excuse me. Done. <coughs> Done. Gone. He sees Jesus in the blood only. Because now, the Father has recreated us and made us to look exactly like Jesus Christ. And this new covenant is not about what we do. It's all about what Jesus did. He did. So in this so. new covenant, Colossians chapter 1, verse 12. For it is God that has qualified us to, quali mm -hmm. <coughs> to qualify. I don't know why. But I put incense burning on here, and it's, yeah, it's going down my throat. And it's that's what like it is in the air. So we're gonna have to <laughs> get rid of that. But anyway, that's why. No other reason except there's frankincense. I thought let's burn frankincense. See, sometimes you still get dumb ideas. <laughs> so anyway, Isaiah forty-three verse twenty. Accuse me. Let us go to trial. Set forth your case. Remind me of the covenant. So that you may be proved right. I like it. <laughs> the lawyer. Cause me to remember. We are judged together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. Mm. So, make your case against me. <laughs> Let's have this out. Make your arguments. Prove you're in the right. Put me in remembrance. Let's argue our case together. State your case that you may be proved right. And that's all the same verse, just different versions. You got that right. Listen to this verse from Isaiah chapter 62, 
for 6 and 7. I don't really dive in there into the Old Testament that much, but there's some beautiful stuff there. Upon your walls, O Jerusalem, I have posted sentinels. You know what a sentinel is? Like a guard? There it is, someone that keeps guard, someone that keeps watch. All day and all night, they shall never be silent. You who remind the Lord, take no rest, and give him no rest, until he establishes Jerusalem and makes it renowned throughout the earth. So with this covenant, this new covenant of grace, because he told Isaiah, I'm going to be doing a new thing. He has set his angels, his sentinels in place. They are in place, always reminding, never taking rest. So that everything he has promised becomes established in our lives. Mm. Now, we know this is true because Hebrews talks about how he has sent forth ministering spirits. Ministering spirits. You know, God has given us the right to make demands. If we're going to look at with covenant, right, how it, how it uh, acted out in Abraham's life. Now, you see... I'm going to teach you a little something here. I'm probably the only one that be that believes this in the way that I do. Okay. See, I don't believe our translations are correct. I believe God told Abraham, take your son and make sacrifice. That's what I believe. I don't believe he asked Abraham to take his son and sacrifice and kill his son. Do you know why? I'd be going against the covenant. Lori, there you go. <laughs> no, really. He would be going against the covenant that he made with Abraham. And he's not a God that he should lie. Nor man that he should ever change his mind. If he said it, he will do it. If he spoke it, he will perform it. He is a God that once he has made a promise by his holiness, he cannot lie. He made a covenant with Abraham that through Isaac, right, the world will be blessed. So if that's the covenant he made with Abraham, that right there tells you that Isaac is supposed to live. So then why would God say, give me his life, take his... No, no. You've got to go back into the original languages and you will find out. You will find out that all that was really said was, take Isaac, your son, and make sacrifice. There you go. That's it. Anyway, that's a side note. So... Something we want to, to talk think about huh something to think something about. to think about and um here here is Genesis chapter 18 okay I'm not going to take time to read it all because we're already at the 15 minute mark but Genesis chapter 18 um pretty much all of the the chapter it's it's huge it's huge it's huge it's it's an incarnation it's a visit of the by the Lord and probably Michael and Gabriel, two archangels, you know, they've come to go and see the outcry from Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm. But you know what? Before they did that, this is amazing. They did not have to ask Abraham's permission. They did not have to perform. It's true. You know, they did not have to ask. You know, they didn't have to inform Abraham. But it's amazing. You know why they did out of respect for the covenant. Because they knew Abraham has a nephew there. So as, as a respect for our covenant, 
I'm going to let Abraham know. So they come before Abraham, and Abraham, you know, he says, hey, rest a while. Here, get under the shade tree. You know, uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, we're going to provide for you some, some fresh baked bread. Oh, boy, I bet that was so good. I bet it was, too. <laughs> Warm, fresh bread, right? It, it, it had gluten, but, but it was what? What do you call it? Uh, freshly sprouted, sprouted grains and, and with all the nutrition and vitamins and minerals. Oh, I would love to have that bread. You would no, eat that no, too, wouldn't you? I would you? eat it. You would Not eat processed that. processed at all. And then they took a, a lamb, you know, and they prepared it and they roasted it. That had to take a while. And so do you believe they delayed, they caused a delay. They had that in a relationship with, they caused a delay. And, and they provided that meal. And so now, now the Lord... He says to Abraham, I can't hide from you. I can't, imagine, I can't hide from you what I'm going to do. We have a relationship. So he lets him know. So now here's the covenant. When you're in covenant with God, right? Look at what Abraham, he's, 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 what's the word we're looking for? He's, he's allowed to negotiate with God. He says, you know, Lord, come on. You're going to. You're going to destroy a whole city? What, what if there be a hundred righteous people there? He's thinking, my, my goodness, the city is pretty big. There's got to be a hundred righteous people there. Now remember this. There was no law there. So you could not attain righteousness through the law. You could only attain righteousness by believing a word from God. Okay? Okay. So all Abraham is going by... You know, people don't realize this. What Abraham is going by, well, I heard a word from God. I mean, who was I? You know? That's true. I heard a word from God, and, and I believed his word, and I, you know, and he called me, I'm righteous now. Even though I'm a liar, you know, I lied to Abimelech, <laughs> and I lied to Pharaoh, and even though, you know, I, I slept with Hagar, you know, whatever. But God, I heard a word from God, and he called me righteous. I'm, I'm sure that there's people there that heard from God. And if they did, and they responded, you know, yes, yeah, okay, God, they're righteous, in spite of their behavior. Which but, was bad, I guess. Yeah, Very but you bad. see, none of them responded to God. None of them responded to God, because I'm going to tell you something. My Bible tells me the grace of God that brings salvation appears to all men, even in that time, even in that day and age. So, you know, so Abraham starts thinking, and in this negotiation process, he says, wait, you know, what, what, if, it's, what if it's shy by 10? And, you know, he works his way all the way down from 100 to 10. Now, you know, there was nowhere where God lost his patience in the negotiation and said, you know, come on, enough is enough. Okay? You know, you started with 100, I owe 90, you know, 70, you know, 50. Enough is enough, Abraham. No, no. No, this is the love of God. This is the patience of God. This is the mercy of God. We're in covenant with him. Let us come boldly. So Abraham says, okay, what about, okay, 10, Lord. 10. Come on, he's, he's probably thinking, there's got to be Lot, there's got to be Lot. My, my, uh, my, ne my niece, my niece, Lot's wife, he's got Lot's children, their husband, husband's got to be, you know, Ten people that have heard from God? and It's got to be ten. Okay, ten, Lord. And he said, well, I'll, because you have negotiated with me, 
if I find 10, I will spare them all. So, you know, we know how it, happened, how it turned out. God was merciful because of his covenant. And he did spare. He was going to spare all of Lot's family because of covenant. Because of covenant. And you know the rest of the story. But the thing that's amazing here is how huge this is. How huge this is that the supreme God, the supreme God Almighty, allows us, allows man to negotiate with him. But we must always remember, and this is, this is what's going to become key as we move on, because we're coming to, has this been okay today? I mean, it's, it's not awesome. really been, it's just been like an introduction. Okay. You always have to have an introduction. You have to, sets the stage. In setting the stage, I like that. See, this is why she's here. She, she, she just keeps me focused. In setting the stage, it helps us to remember to negotiate in accordance with his character and our covenant. Okay. You see, it's when you're confused about covenants. When you don't understand the difference between the covenant of grace and the covenant that Jesus Christ replaced. Mm-hmm. Then you are confused and that's why, well, God doesn't heal them all. Well, you know, it, it, he's building character. Oh, well, he's disciplining me. Oh, well, you know, doesn't heal them all. The sickness under... See, that's why there's confusion. Because when you come to God, you must always remember to negotiate in accordance with his character and our covenant. Mm-hmm. And this is why... In 1 John chapter 5, verses 13, 14, 15, where it says, and this is the confidence we have, that when we negotiate according to his will and his character and our covenant, he hears us. And we know that if he hears us and when he hears us, we have the thing according to our covenant and his character that we've negotiated for. Listen again to what he says, because you're going to be hearing this again. My covenant will I not break or profane, nor will I alter the word that has gone out of my lips. Once for all have I sworn by my holiness, which cannot be violated. And, it, and it, again, it, it adds, and I will not lie to my servant David. Or to you. Or to us. We're going to talk about that later because it's very important. And as a close, remember Psalm 89, verse 34 and 35. And remember, remember you must always negotiate in accordance, in accordance with God's character and our covenant. Our so you have any closing words? That's awesome. I love the stage. <laughs> you I, love I can't wait for more of the presentation. <laughs> Amen. All right. With that, remember Sunday, February 19th at 6 p.m. This Sunday. And remember, we love you. We love you. And we will, well, we will see you Friday morning. I will see you tomorrow morning.